tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Good morning, Swarm! And welcome to Tim Full Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Joining me as always, Xavier Guerrero and Jay Nice, Johnny Wood, or Gentleman. Deja, Good to see you. Deja vu. Yeah. A little deja vu <laughs> remix. Okay. Hope you guys are doing well. Thank you guys for all the kind words about the last couple episodes. You guys have really enjoyed it, and we do appreciate it we are trying to give you something different all the time that's our goal and uh today's episode is like that we have back author susan bradford and she goes deep deep into some confucius you know perpetual revolution sam which, was smiling the whole fucking time oh yeah names were getting Just dropped hitting all my favorites but like some real deep 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 discussion into the history of the elites but also uh china and that involvement which blew my mind so uh it's a great conversation the hits keep coming i just want to make a pledge you guys that we're gonna always try to bring you uh, something you don't hear anywhere else to our be best of our abilities you know there's a lot of shows out there they're all wonderful and, and you know a lot of them are we're all you know working in the same space so i'm gonna try to get it as weird as possible for you guys you know some serious stuff some educational stuff and then some weird stuff that's like kind of uh out there so you can have a uh, something different so you're not hearing the same conversations all the time so uh that's what we're going to do on this show because we love you very much we appreciate all your support uh we appreciate just you guys coming out and supporting us all the time and that means a lot to us i, I have some live shows coming up i'm not as doing as many live shows as i used to with the flights costing so much i'm picking and choosing where i'm going but uh i'm going to be in june 30th i'm in costa mesa july 15th and 16th i'm in new jersey at the dojo of comedy uh and then i'm going to be i might be editing syracuse coming up uh the following week but august 5th and august 6th i have two shows at the at Cobbs. now again everybody keeps asking me about the vaccine policy, the, the the passports. I am looking into that right now, okay? I promise you I'm going to find out more clarity on that. I just want you guys to know that a lot of these places, for legal reasons, have to say these things. But most of them I go to are not checking for anything. People just need business right now. So just hold on. Let me figure everything out. I don't think they're going to come out. We're not going to check, but they'll be like, wink, wink, and it'll all work out. Just trust me on that, dude. Okay? Just trust me. So uh, we got that. And then August, I believe, uh, real quick, July. I know I forgot to say this, but July. Here we go. July 20th is the next Comedy Chaos, grab your tickets. Bang, bang, pow. 
Uh, dude, a lot of things are going great. If you want to get more Sam Tripoli, just go samtripoli.com. All my premium content is there. We'll take you to Rockfin. You can grab t-shirts from there, working on some t-shirts. My uh, cameo is fire. Check that out. Also, if you want to buy some gold and silver, we have a great deal with Wise Wolf. Click there. I bought a, a ton of silver for them. Um, so they'll take care of you there. We have some telegrams that are available. Tinfoil hat, only conspiracy telegram, and zero. If you're looking for free audio content, I have seven shows, and they're available to you. Not only Tinfoil hat, Broken Sim, which has been fire lately. Johnny, talk to me. Where are we big in? Oh, we were uh, number one in Turks and Caicos. Wow. Number one. Number one. Can't okay. say that's VPNs. Yeah. So number, number one, one with a bullet. Okay. How long to you do some stand-up over there? Uh, dude, we were just talking about, we looked at, I mean, dude, we're the number Flight one show out there. <laughs> but like they only had one venue for that had 3,000 seats. And when we're the number one show there, yeah. uh, we're going to need a lot bigger venue. <laughs> kind of, okay? kind of a big deal. Punch Drunk Sports Union, the unwanted one, the most important podcast on the planet. And then we go to the vault. For two of my, uh, my special uh, premium content shows, Conspiracy Social Club with my boy Brian Callen and Zero are both available for you. And then if you go down, I have a 24-hour radio station. Guys are hitting me up. Women are hitting me up. Thank you so much. I can listen to it all the time. You can hear me and my, my mouth. Uh, all the time, every time, all my all my shows are there. You can listen to them. So, uh, anything going on with you? Uh, just check out. We don't smoke the same. And then anything fully toxic that the cell ends the end of this week. So fully if you're gonna toxic, buy something, go now. Be toxic. Yep, no more. Johnny, anything over. else? Uh, we got a new broken sim about to drop. Don't forget it's on YouTube, uh, Rockfin, everywhere. Just check it out. Check it out. All right, guys. We enjoy you. This is a great conversation with the one and only Susan Bradford. Enjoy the show. Hey, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I take Athletic Greens every day because I want to better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, okay? I hate taking a bunch of pills and vitamins. I want a supplement that actually tastes great and want to see what the hype was all about, okay? With one delicious scoop, Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens, all right? It starts your day off right. And it's real simple, okay? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamins, and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb, okay? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of... All right, let's get into it. Uh, our returning champion today for uh, our guest, uh, she has some of the best books out there. 
they really break down just the you know the black nobility the elites the royals and a lot of uh religious aspects to her she's uh, uh we've we always enjoy having her on she's definitely makes a run for the mount crushmore of the show uh please welcome back susan bradford how are you susan Oh, hi, Sam. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. Susan, we It's always a pleasure. Susan, where, where, where are you at right now? It looks like you're in Washington, D.C. Are you uh, congregating? Are you looking to overthrow the government? That's a very good question. I think the government is busy overthrowing itself with all of its corruption. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, I'm actually here in the D.C. metro area, and um, this is, a, of course, a... Um, you know, a visual for the back for, for the your show, screen. for your visual purposes, yeah. a green screen. Um, but yes, I am in the, the DC metro area. So let's, uh, let's, before we get into it, for those who haven't heard your past episodes, you've been on multiple ep- uh, shows of mine across many different uh, platforms. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're back again. Very excited to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about mm-hmm. like where we can find you in your books and all that stuff? Absolutely. Um, so I, I am an investigative journalist and, and an author. Um, I've been really kind of focusing on, on the deep state um, in terms of um, how we how we have uh, arrived at this crazy point in history where um, our, our government and our governments and banks and every institution that we've um, grown to revere and respect has become so so corrupt um, and and debased. And so um, I have. Uh, written a number of books, kind of trying to trace the origins of the rot, and, and um, I've gone, uh, I guess, retraced the steps uh, back to the origins, to the Roman Empire, to the um, the founding families, the, the Black nobility, Vatican, um, and it's always been my hope that with clarity and with if we can, you know, get some type of um, understanding on how we got here, that we can find our way back. Um, so you can uh, find my books on my website, uh, you can, which are they're linked to uh, to the Amazon uh, site, which is at www.susanbradford.org. Um, and there's also some background on me if you're, if you're interested in learning a little more and um, a way to contact me there as well. Well, I, I love uh, everything you come on to talk about. One thing I really enjoy is hidden history. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're really good at diving into that, doing a lot of deep research into that. So... Uh, you have a very, you know, we. this is episode, I think, 583 for this show. We've talked mm-hmm. a lot about a lot of things. And the one thing on this, uh, we, we collectively on the show have talked about is like, we like to get into some of the more, uh, I don't know if you want to say weird or just like, you know, non-traditional conspiracy talk. And I feel like, you know, or topics. And I feel like you are, you, you really have a great one here. So let's get into it. Where do you want to start, Susan? Okay. That's a good question. Um, how about, um, you know, we, we know that, uh, as you know, our, our, the freedom movement, the Patriot movement has stated that, um, the great awakening is biblical. So I'd like to kind of just explore what that means and, and why, uh, the Bible is so important to our, um, our current state of affairs. All right, I'm very excited. We have a couple of shows this week involving the Bible, so I'm excited Fantastic. to get into it. So let's hear it. Let's see. where where do we start? Uh, okay, um, uh, I tell guess us a little bit about can... you and your religion and and, and how this kind of kick started this whole thing for you. 
Okay, so hopefully a lot. Uh, you won't think I'm I'm blasphemous. Um, sometimes when uh, Christians hear the alternative history, they they feel that their religion is is almost under assault, and that isn't my intention at all. Um, I, I am a Christian. Uh, I was born, raised, uh, and confirmed in the United Church of Christ, uh, which is a um, a denomination uh, was founded by my grandfather. He wrote, wrote the founding constitution. And the purpose of, of the UCC, uh, which traces to the pilgrims, um, is that uh, it was to unite the, the disparate um, denominations of Christianity uh, under the spiritual leadership of Jesus Christ, um, not to be confused with the material um, unity that is now um, unfolding under like the communist takeover of the church through such organizations as the World Council of Churches and the National Council of Churches. Um, so the um, the new kind of ecumenicists, like the, the communist variety, uh, like to refer to a passage in the Bible in which Jesus stated, you know, you shall all be as one. And that statement is meant to be that you, you shall all be, uh, to, you know, united in, in, my, in the spirit of Jesus Christ and in, in the church of Christ. Um, but they have uh, tried to interpret that to mean that the, that they have the rights to um, unite the world under the material and the bureaucratic tyrannical authority under themselves with with the global elite serving as um, a, kind of like a de facto God, like having God's temporal power um, on earth. Yeah, I, 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 so. that is really a big, uh, that's my belief. Um, I, I definitely see the, uh, you know, uh, organized religion, hardening the rules, uh, has <clears throat> definitely caused, uh, you know, this whole insertion of man between, uh, you know, hum uh, you know, humanity and God and this insertion of this power structure and what that power structure represents and, uh, just the manipulation of the Bible and stuff like that. It's just very, uh, I just, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Um, well, um, one of, one of the more um, controversial aspects to, of, of Jesus, who's been really vilified throughout history is that um, according to um, very is like the European elites is some within some circles, um, and I think it's widely kind of understood among European uh, ruling families is that um, the right to rule in uh, in Europe was originally established by um, Jesus Christ, and. Um, a lot of people can say, well, say, how, how can that possibly be? You know, he um, died on the cross. Um, he was uh, of a virgin birth. He, um, and he was a mere humble man who, who lived and parted a fantastic message upon the world and then departed. Um, but um, according to um, the European ruling families, um, he was um, a direct descendant of King David, um, who had founded God's kingdom on earth through Jerusalem. Um, with the tribe of Judea, and that Jesus inherited uh, David's King David's kingdom. He fulfilled uh, um, Jewish prophecy, and he was to inherit his kingdom a thousand years later. Um, so, I. Jesus was um, uh, he he had knowledge of the sacred um, the sacred mysteries the sacred sciences that were imparted upon Adam and which had been corrupted by um, our ruling elite. So he had um, uh, this kind of knowledge and how to uh, create um, God's kingdom here on earth. 
So in order to, uh, to become um, a, a member of the, the ruling family to, to rule over, over Europe, um, there were two requirements with, with, through Jesus. One was that um, you had to be of his lineage, and the second was that you had to be initiated. So um, there is a, a train of thought among the, the, the royals that um, Jesus uh, did not die during the crucifixion. Um, he lived on to have at least two children um, who were bred into um, the royal families. Um, so how did the, the change come about, like where we, we think of, of Jesus in the, the current terms? Um, it, it came about um, about uh, four, 300 um, AD, um, the fourth century, um, under um, uh, Emperor Constantine of the Holy Roman Empire and, and the Vatican. And um, since they, uh, the, the Vatican was controlled, you know, by the, by the black nobility um, and uh, different, you know, kind of, uh, mercenary and, and merchant power structures, um, they did not uh, trace directly to, to Jesus. They didn't even want to follow his, his teachings. Um, but they, um, uh, they wanted to have what, what they lacked, which was the right to appoint leaders. And so um, it, around a fourth century, the 4th century AD, um, they uh, had made a decision to um, uh, kind of reframe or remarket, if you will, Jesus as a, a god um, and what was what was God according to their own belief system? Um, God was a person who could uh, resurrect himself. He could be re- reborn and reincarnated. Um, they based this belief upon uh, the Egyptian mythology you know, of Horus, Cyrus, and Isis, um, and also upon a Buddha who, who was born of a, of a virgin birth and um, was able to kind of resurrect himself and reincarnate. Interesting. Um, Go ahead. No, it's just super interesting. And, you know, it's a very delicate conversation to have. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was in the supermarket today. A nice gentleman came up to me. He's like, Sam. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And it's very weird because I just hug random strangers all the time. I just say, hey, can we hug? It's like, it's so, I like, I, I am the weirdest guy with my fans because I like almost talk to them too long to the point they're like, okay, I got to go, bro. I'm like, but we're friends. Right? And, and I'm like, can we hug, dude? Because I'm a weirdo like that. Let's right? not forget. Uh, prom position. Oh yeah, I do prom pick all the time, but um, <laughs> leave room for God. But he came up to me and he's like, "Hey man, I love the show, doing great stuff." And like his ending was like, "Hey man, you know, really start looking into Jesus, dude." And like, and I, and I honestly have zero problems with any of that. I like, I, I'm cool with. I I have. It's very weird to be the guy who used to do shows with strippers and adult film stars and be like, "Hey, I, I like Jesus. I think I, you know." It's like <laughs> I, I I realize Jesus is a very special person. Whatever Jesus, I, I, there's just so many different stories here and there, and all this stuff that I don't want to sit there and hang my hat on one thing, even though I, I really love what Susan's saying and they like it may clicks with me a lot. Hedging you know? your bets, huh? Well, I mean, like, I just don't want to be like offend anybody because it's a super passionate, yeah. like, uh, you know, position for people, and it's also like I'm open minded to that. There was someone very special, something very special, and that's been manipulated over time. So, what is the real thing? I don't know. We just know that the Roman, you know, Catholics in in like four hundred. Uh, AD, you know, took the Bible, <laughs> re, you know, remixed oh, yeah. it, took out things, put things in, and 
You know, so, and then you like the, you know, the story of Jesus. What was the story of Jesus? Was there a guy, Jesus, it was a star seed that came, changed, you know, humanity, sent down to change the course of humanity? And was his story manipulated to sell a certain type of brand and a certain way of thinking? And were they taking all the, because we've seen this forever where, you know, these certain religions like son of God. Well, who were the guy who put together the, uh, the, the Bible? and they were sun worshipers so it's like son of god sun god you know it's like it's like things like that that i'm not trying to be disrespectful to anything because i i i'm open-minded to all of it and i i respect everyone's beliefs and i and i i have i like jesus i think i think he's great i like to think he knew karate and shit and he can kick a lot of ass <laughs> but you know my point is is like it's just this is a very interesting conversation then you look into like the selling of jesus i don't want to get into that because i don't i'm just i don't know where susan wants to go with this but it is very interesting <laughs> who he was what he was and what he's uh how he's branded to us it's just very just super interesting to me it's a dangerous topic it's a, it is a it's, it's not a dangerous, dangerous topic. topic it's a touchy yeah. topic you know what i'm saying it's just very Right, dangerous topics are one that gets you like ran out by talking to anybody, and they're like, "Go away," you know. But this is an interesting topic. That's a super touchy subject for sure. Very well said. Um, so uh, you, you know, as you, you may uh, you may appreciate, a lot of the elites say that you know you can become a, a god like Jesus. So they're, what they're trying to say is that um, if you kind of join us, you too can have Im immorality. Or, um, uh, um, immortality that you can you can live on forever you know through ai or through reincarnation so this was more of, of, of a um kind of an occultic kind of pagan interpretation of what he was um and but the the masses were were kind of given they, they had a different um understanding of that oh he was the god there was only one person who could have been, done what he did um uh, but he he was a very special person. He filled uh, fulfilled G uh, Jewish prophecy. Um, his life was actually uh, documented by um, the Gnostics who uh, who helped him, and they wanted to, to spread his message. Um, and another thing that is not known about him is that he uh, he established the um, the early banking system. Like he he funded um, helped fund the um, the early royals so that they they could um, you know develop God's kingdom on on earth. So what happened is you had. Um, emerging ruling families you had like if you can imagine that society uh, is determined like the values are determined from the top down you had people at the top who were very honorable they served God they, they believed in Jesus they were even part of his bloodline like they had part of his essence uh, within them and these were the, the rulers who patronized the arts they um, supported the, the sciences that could uh, liberate humanity and, and improve the, the, the human lot um, these were the people who um, ad adopted the understanding of, of how acoustics could be used in churches to elevate the spirit of the people and their, their vibration to make them, you know, happier, more united as people. Um, in co contrast to um, efforts by our current elite, to, you know, to kind of separate us, like they're using the sacred sciences uh, as, you know, to pull us apart. Um, so just to, to recap, um, Jesus was, uh, Jesus inherited the kingdom of David, um, according to some royal families. He inherited the kingdom of David that was um, to be based in Jerusalem. 
So the Vatican, uh, in contrast, wanted the um, uh, headquarters for Jesus or for the Church of God uh, to be held in Rome with themselves as a temporal authority. Uh, since they lack the bloodline, um, they, they tried to draw upon uh, the message uh, that Jesus, Jesus had imparted to St. Peter that um, upon this rock, my church shall be built. You know, so based upon that, they said, well, that the rock is going to be in Rome and we are going to build um, the church of Jesus upon it. And with God's temporal authority, we and not these bloodlines will have the right to um, appoint European rulers. So from that position, they then began to uh, target the legitimate royal families, you can say the legitimate of those who had the, the bloodline to target them for removal and to um, sort of insist upon having um, uh, rulers, uh, which many of whom they appointed who, uh, who had their blessing, who could be um, serve the church of God, but, by, but through the appointment of the Vatican. Yes, Susan. So was- we, uh, I totally have uh, heard um, a lot of this. I, I mean, because it's, mm-hmm. it's just super fascinating to me where the black nobility gets their name from. It's the old mm-hmm. banking families that go all the way back to to Roman days. Um, there mm-hmm. is this no, you know, it is of my belief that the people assassinated Julius Caesar, assassinated JFK as well. It's like the same organization <laughs> mm-hmm. that, not the same people, everybody, people. but like their descendants and stuff like that. And uh, they got their name because supposedly a pope was locked in the Vatican. There was a time where the Vatican wasn't controlled by the black nobility. And correct me if I'm wrong, Susan, but. Mm-hmm. Th- these elites came in and basically hijacked it, and this is where we start getting Jesuits and stuff like that. Is, is, am I close on that at all, or am I off on that? You you are close. Um, I, I think at one point there was a, a really good element to it. I mean, they worked with Franciscan monks, for example, and, and missionaries who tried to impart um, the, the message of Jesus. But I think things became a little bit dicey when um, the Jesuits and um, some of these, the black nobles of Venetian merchants began to venture in, into Central Asia. Um, and they were sent on behalf of the Vatican, which wanted to essentially convert um, the Central Asian rulers to, to Christianity. If they could convert, the Vatican, of course, could extend its sphere of influence. Um, they resisted conversion um, on grounds that, you know, hey, you know, we have a powerful magic or technology that will, will enable us to conquer you. And it's through our own, um, you know, occultic practices that can make us superior to you. And if, if we have the ability to conquer, to amass greater wealth and power, then God's blessing is with us and not the Vatican, unless you can prove otherwise. So the Jesuits were uh, allowed to hold court with the Central Asian rulers to learn how they amassed their wealth, how they learned their occultic practices. And I, I think it was through that relationship that they became, they began to become somewhat, you know, corrupt. Um, they adopted uh, the practices um, and began to kind of figure out how they could use them uh, to establish monopolies, to c- conquer territories, um, Part of the, um, the the thinking, I guess, the, the the ideology that they adopted was drawn from Confucius. So if you can imagine that um, Christianity has a, a lot of heart, you know, do unto others as you you would have them do unto you, um, honor the Ten Commandments. Um, 
you know, have no other God before me, you know, to, to live a life in charity where your will is aligned with that of the creator. Um, with, within uh, Confucianism was a sort of a hard rationality that um, you can be saved not through uh, salvation, not through a relationship with God, but through, through your mind. Um, so through a Confucianism, um, they, they learned that um, they could exploit grievances um, in order to um, mobilize the masses against people who had wealth and power so that they could extract they could extract that power and claim it for themselves so this became the basis for revolution for marxism for communism and it was a very effective tactic that they were able to use to kind of overthrow governments and that's that was really the beginning of, of that so confucianism is where a lot of this comes from this yes it does wow Mind blown. Did not know that. Guys, we've seen so many people making ridiculous money from crypto. But did you know that it's easy for you to do the same? The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you the coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy him. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply do what he does. So let me tell you about James. He runs the Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship, has over 17,000 subscribers and 1 million views. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put $100 into each one, it would now be worth more than $53,000. Of the 26 coins, his top pick of the year, a coin called Phantom, is currently up over 440 times from when he named it. That one call alone has retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. So if you'd like to join the 1,300 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com TFH. You'll not only find proof of everything I've said here, but our listeners can get full access for just $1. You won't find this offer anywhere else, but act fast because it ends soon. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash TFH. That's TFH. Don't take this offer lightly. James is the real deal. Go visit the site now. Guys, I want to tell you about our new exciting sponsor, Dead grass. That's right. It's summer. Lighten up, bro. Light it up. Get it going. Dead grass is great anytime they can help you chill out before a big meeting or be a nice replacement for your evening glass of wine they are the perfect pairing for everything summer has to offer okay daggrass is legal organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind daggrass cbd products are made of 100 percent organic hemp that's easy to dose and effects come on smooth bam they offer a variety of products from their token smokable pre-rolled joints as well as hemp flower and variety of cbd tactical drops what's that called tactical tincture 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 okay all dead grass products are federally legal for 18 and over and ships right to your door anywhere in the u.s go to dadgrass.com slash tinfoil to check out their products okay right now 
Deadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to deadgrass.com slash tinfoil. Go to deadgrass.com slash tinfoil for 20% off your first order. That's deadgrass.com tinfoil, okay? Check out their website. It's badass. Their name's badass. I love everything about Deadgrass. I do, too. As a George Harrison fan, they've got George Harrison ashtrays, George Harrison rolling papers. This is a sick website. This is a sick website. Go check out their website. Use the promo code TINFOIL. Get weird, but not too high weird, okay? Enjoy it. Remember when we had uh, the conspiracy where this guy came and said that Jesus traveled the world? Yeah. Hey, could have gone to Asia and learned a little something well, over there. Well, they do. Buddhists believe yeah. that as well. And it's just super interesting because if you talk to a lot of Christians, they, there is a, there's a, this thought that, you know, Buddhism, all these offshoots are, you know, just like a cult. Uh, magic meant to mm-hmm. deceive the math. It's like it's super interesting. And then it just gets down to like, okay, well, what is the timeline? And then it's like, <laughs> I, what, what is older? What is not? How old is Confucianism? How, how old is Buddhism? Mm-hmm. Is everything an offshoot of Hinduism? Is Christianity an offshoot of Hinduism? What is it? Did you, Jesus traveled the whole around the world, like just going. If you listen to the Mormons, he kept traveling after he died, even. So it's. You know. Yeah, the Mormons. That, <laughs> I, I just anybody that just kind of established themselves in the last couple like hundred years. I'm kind okay. Like, all right, we, you know what I'm saying? Like Scientology and all that stuff. But again, Mormons are nice people. So I mean, I got no as long as you're good people, I guess. But I have no answers on this. I have no answers. I I can't tell you. Uh, you know, it's like I, I think trying to understand. God is like almost like beyond these meat suits that we have. We, I think that's what all these religions are, just people trying to understand, you know, the eternal, you know, the impossible to interpret. It's all just a different lens, you know, reflecting One, it's or the, refracting the same light. You know? 100%. So this Confucianism is it the, at its core, according to you, Susan, is, it, is the attempt to detach from uh, God and be about the mind which is uh, very interesting to, I mean, it's super interesting because that's, you know, everyone's always talking about, oh, you know, there's going to be this woo-woo stuff. And, you know, I mean, I myself believe in a lot that everything is mental. Am I detaching from God? I mean, like, that's an interesting question. I have conversations with people that think any, any kind of, like, um, believing in like the law of attraction or any of that stuff where, mm-hmm. you know, manifestation is, is a detachment from God. I, I think it's interesting. I, I wow. again, I don't have the answer to that. That, that is interesting. Um, I, I think what, what they mean like, with the detachment is they would, they would view uh, faith as superstition. Um, we, as you know, as Christian, like I'm a Christian, you know, there, there's a very clear right and wrong, you know, thou shall not steal, thou shall not kill, thou shall not commit adultery. Um, and you would also have a compassion for other people, empathy, you know, you would not want to harm another because you would not want to be harmed yourself. Um, so there is a level of morality, you know, there that you would not steal from somebody as you wouldn't want to be stolen from. So that gives um, a 
rise to integrity, you know, that you're, you know, you can be trusted that your word is your bond, you know, you're an honorable person. Now, if, if you're, if you're working um, entirely through your mind, you can say, well, isn't it my strategic interest to, to be honest all the time? You know, maybe I can, um, you know, I, I can steal if, if, if you somehow um, fall for my deception. So it becomes a way of, um, of, of pursuing moral relativism, doing whatever is in your rational self-interest to amass more um, wealth and power for yourself, regardless of, of what you have to do, how you have to get there. Um, and in, in fact, um, Machiavelli, you know, with his prince, um, Machiavellianism is based upon the popes, you know, from the, the Roman popes, like on, on the tactics that, that they employed. So it's very ruthless. And again, this, you know, these are the conversations we have. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, when we had Robbie the Fire Bernstein on discussing Talmud, and there's things in there that are along the line. Johnny, how did I, how do we say it? No, I, I just I was remembering back to that. Uh, okay. Johnny's epic Sounds right. Talmud. Yeah, yeah, just putting it just together. Talmud, yeah. Thank you. Uh, that 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 there's things in there that like if you know for business that you can kind of be manipulative and stuff like that and um not that you know obviously you know my stance on everything but you know it's like that that sounds like this and they talk about the mm. Talmud is the biblical uh no the uh the Babylonian oral history of the rabbis I mean Babylonian here we hear this word again that's supposed to mm -hmm. represent a certain type of um uh way of thinking you know which is it goes mm -hmm. back to black nobility and all that stuff but this gets into what we're talking about right here what you're saying fits into that conversation that we had mm -hmm. yeah that's true the, the um uh the ancient Jews were actually were um produced the, the Christians and they follow the Torah um, not before the, the Talmud. I think that the Tal Talmudic practices came later. And I think those were more um, maybe adopted as you said, like by the, the black nobility and maybe that some of these Karzarian, you know, Karzarian um, tribes that um, uh, came from like central Asia. I and mean, th these were some of the mercenary forces that uh, partnered with, with the black nobility uh, and the Vatican um, to help them uh, um, kind of establish and expand their markets. So I think that they, you know, they were kind of sharing and employing these different um, tactics just for the purposes of world domination. Like they were less concerned with salvation than they were in acquiring wealth and power. It's so interesting, man. It's like when pieces of puzzles start coming together, right? And um, fuck, I forget what his name is. For everybody who listens, Sam's. Yeah, Sam's you want, you want to see me when, smile, yeah. say Kazarian. <laughs> a big grin comes over my face because I just love the topic so much. And uh, so the, you know, so we have these these merchants. They take control of the Vatican. We start, you know, it's like I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this pope that we have, which by the way, did you know that they were like it was so, sounding like he was going to step down over the weekend? This weekend. Yeah, who's that really hot chick that used to be the blonde that used to be on Fox News that kind of got ran out when she's like, you know, I, just, I we used to do blackface all the time. What was her face? She was There's super a few of those. Uh, and now she has her Megan own. Megan Kelly? Megan Kelly, right? <laughs> right? I, dude, you know she said that just to get fired so she could get paid out. She's like, yeah, blackface. <laughs> Everyone was doing it back in the day. She, okay, you're fired. Okay, pay me. But 
she um she was in the she was in uh Rome and she's like it sounds like something's going down that he might be stepping down but here we go uh the very uh prestigious religious news service has said that's not happening Thomas Reese looks very reliable by the way <laughs> very reliable but so but she was talking about that but the reason I bring it up is like he's supposedly like the first actual outed Jesuit that it became Pope. Do you know anything about that, Susan? Am I just going way off the deep end here? So, do I know much about his, his Jesuit background or whether he yeah, stepped down? Yeah. Do you or? know? No. Do you know? Do you know if he's the first to? Be, and this it, it may not be uh, part of your research. So, if you don't, that's fine. But mm. if he was the first Jesuit, openly Jesuit Pope. That's a good question. Uh, I, I don't know for sure. I, um, I do know that uh, the, the Jesuits were, were very intricate, intricately uh, involved with the leadership of, of the Vatican. Um, and there was also sort of a schism, too, because I think um, as the, the Jesuits became like a power unto their, themselves um, through their partnerships with, with these Central Asian uh, rulers and um, the merchants, I think they did develop kind of like a separate sphere of influence independent of the Vatican. Uh, so, I, But I'm not, I'm not really aware of... Of, of how many popes have and were Jesuits. He is the first openly Jesuit openly. pope. That's ever. interesting. That's weird. That's kind of crazy, mm -hmm. right? And that to me is like mm -hmm. then we get into like all this control systems, dude. And it's just like oh, but he's the cool pope. The Jesuits are just the military branch of the black nobility, if you're asking me. That's mm -hmm. my I opinion. agree with that. You know, that's my thing. So they go to China or they go to Asia, they learn these things, these ways of executing uh different um to run business, to create uh to create um division uh, hostile takeovers and business, mm -hmm. all all that stuff, and then they come back and they they talk. They tell the 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 Pope, is that what happened next, or what's the next step after that? Yeah, I mean that's. I mean they relayed that to uh, you know to, to the Vatican and and you know developed their, their plans accordingly. Like how how do we overthrow these governments um, that are are not consistent with what we you know with what we want to do. Um, so at, at the same time, you have like the emergence of the um, the Knights Templar. I'm sure you've heard of. Um, originally, the Knights Templar, uh, who were really the foundational force for the Freemasons, um, their task was to protect the Holy Grail. Uh, the Holy Grail, according to you know the, the royal families, refers to uh, the Jesus blood lineage. So their task was to pr protect the Sangreal, the, the you know the Holy Grail, um, to uh, restore the kingdom of Jerusalem, and to begin to um, protect uh, and, and fund um, the, the Christian um, monarchs. So they've established the first international banking system. But uh, as their influence grew, um, they began to become, they were taken over by, by the Vatican. And once that happened, they became more of a predatory force where they were involved in just plundering, um, you know, pl plundering uh, rivals and, and, and stealing wealth uh, to, for the black nobility so that they could become like, you know, more of a power unto themselves. Yeah, uh, infiltration has been we've seen it over time so something mm. super interesting right now is that uh the you know the fbi's brand isn't doing very well right now mm -hmm. right <laughs> and you know <laughs> one of the one of the discussions that happened uh early on in trump's 
uh, uh, administration, and you could say whatever you want about that, but was that this, it was becoming very luminous, right? That there was a schism between the CIA and the FBI, and, mm -hmm. and that the CIA was attempting to infiltrate the FBI, and that they were, mm -hmm. they were starting to out double agents. What's it called? Sheep dipped? I don't know if that's the term, but it's along the lines Something of that like there's that, these yeah. double agents who are CIA that have been infiltrating the FBI. And, you know, now you take a look at like, because technically the law is that they cannot operate in the United States. That's the law. So, but the FBI can. So what a great way to kind of co-opt another organization that can work within that. Okay, final, and then I'll shut up. But that's kind of what these Chinese companies did with the with American companies, right? It's like they would find these companies that are just bottoming out, right, that are on the NASDAQ, and they would buy them up and then artificially pump them up so everyone would invest in them, and then, then they would mm -hmm. just do a money grab, which is which is kind of funny because that happens in crypto, and everyone's like, oh, rock pole. It's like, hey, dude, that <laughs> happens in the stock market as well. But, yeah, super interesting, super very interesting. Well said. That's where it gets very – that's where we start to see this kind of, like, infiltration of everything. You're seeing it now, like on TikTok. We were just talking about it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, like, the way – like TikTok is the AIDS of culture. I mean, it's just it is it is bad hot chick comedy. It's just really bad. But going back to this, <laughs> Susan, we don't want to get too far off. So the the Jesuit the uh, so we see the Freemasons somewhat getting uh, co opted by most likely, in my humble opinion, Jesuits. Is that true, or what's your thoughts? It, yes, that, that is true. And I'd also like to kind of um, build on what you said with the CIA and the FBI. Now, these organizations were never um, meant to serve the country. Um, they were always kind of spy agencies who worked on behalf of uh, the, the global elites uh, to gather intelligence and to um, execute, expedite um, different uh, operations in order to protect their market share and provide timely intelligence so that they could you know, maintain their power position. And um, as you might have guessed, um, the, the basis, the foundation for these intelligence networks, again, goes back to Central Asia. So as um, the Jesuits observed, like when they, they were um, uh, working with the, the Chinese emperors, they saw that they had established a post system. And that was like an early type of Pony, Pony Express where um, uh, they would have spies go from like one, one post to another, uh, providing them with intelligence on markets and threat to their markets. So that then uh, became the basis for uh, the intelligence networks that were used during the Napoleonic Wars and eventually became the foundation for um, the OSS, uh, which was the precursor to the CIA and which, you know, was these different um, networks eventually uh, morphing into Mossad, MI5, MI6. That's um, crazy. And CIA. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I love <laughs> hearing about this stuff. It's so crazy. <laughs> Because, you know, you get this notion, you're like, I feel like they're all connected. And then you have this story, and you're like, yep, yep, yep. Oh, they for sure give each other little secrets, insider shit between each other. But but, but it's like they're, they, they represent, they're sold as law enforcement for the country. But in reality, they're, they're a centralized... Uh, law enforcement for the international banking cabal, the black nobility, and all that stuff. Wouldn't even call them law enforcement, really. Well, I mean, what, what would you call? I that? mean, they're more like a, a organized group of 
th- armed thugs. For, yeah, I mean, for sure, know, dude. Really. But so interesting, right? I mean, it all starts to make sense. And like, you know, so the CIA can't operate in America. So uh, so they'll, they'll go do the dirty work in another, like maybe in England or Israel. And then Israel will send Mossad over here so that they can do work in here. So there's like deniability, right? They're like, it's plausible. Like, hey, it's man. Like, it's like Mission Impossible. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. evil. Yeah, man, we didn't do nothing. We're not allowed to work here, man. You know, we don't know nothing. <laughs> and that's kind of how it goes, man. And I just find it super interesting. I mean, all this stuff. It's like... Oh, that's cool. Well, also, imagine being a double agent. Oh, I did. Dude. I couldn't. I, I mean, dude, it's just so crazy that there's just people out there that's their lives. I mean, talk about high stake. Yeah, poker. Sam, his first big thing, he would be like, yeah, so I work for the FBI, CIA. <laughs> this blows brain it's over. No more Sam. Go, so, Susan, uh, Susan, will you, uh, so where do we go from here? So we got, they're, they're, they're creating all this stuff. Okay, so where it really gets dicey is when the Rothschilds kind of enter the mix. Um, and uh, that happens when you have um, uh, Amschil Meyer Rothschild uh, Bauer, um, who kind of appeared as, you know, a humble Jew uh, in, in Frankfurt, you know, who, who wanted to launch a banking ca- uh, career and somehow um, founded the, the most powerful dy- dynasty in the world. So what, what, are, what, are, what are they not telling us? Uh-huh. Here we go. Not- <laughs> That's why I love Susan. She always nails it. You're totally right. Go on. <laughs> okay. Um, so what they're not telling us is that um, uh, the Bowers had been working for uh, for go- going back generations with with the Jesuits, with the Black nobility. Um, forging and uh, developing these markets in China. So they were the gatekeepers uh, of, uh, you know, of these very lucrative Chinese markets that um, all the, the um, British and the European royals uh, wanted to enter. So um, once uh, um, Bauer became uh, you know, a banker, he was connected to the royal families who had always trusted the Knights Templar. Um, and so as a new banker, um, he kind of tapped into those uh, Knights Templar links um, and uh, he would uh, loan money to, <laughs> he would uh, loan, loan money to the, um, uh, to the Royal families uh, kind of foment wars and pit them against each other um, through these different Jesuit networks. And then uh, once he had them in, in their debt, uh, he would be, he was, he would or- kind of orchestrate and manipulate them uh, through, you know, the, the intelligence networks. He placed them in, in their debt, um, and then uh, established a central bank with the Rothschilds uh, controlling the um, the money supply in those countries. And through you know endless war, revolution, um, you know, that was based upon the rational enlightenment, which again is at, at its core Confuci- Confucianism. Um, they were able to kind of overthrow governments and in their place, um, they would establish republics. And the republics were these Rothschild-controlled uh, governments that established public-private partnerships with the private partnerships being the corporations that Rothschild and his you know, allies would, con- would control you know, through interlocking boards of directors and, and different networks. So you have the public really funding their rise. You have the governments um, protecting their market share and redistributing the wealth from the people to them. And then you have national policy forged in such a way that it would advance their interests and disadvantage their competitors. 
So that was kind of the next step in their evolution. And of course, since these networks were already existing, um, it was easy for them to tap into them. And uh, assuming the new uh, um, agenda to become, you know, God's temporal power on earth, um, Bauer changed his name to Rothschild, which, which means red shield. And the red shield refers to the insignia that the, um, the Knights Templar have on their, on their um, shield. Yeah. It's like a writer. So Rothschilds are Bowers. Rothschilds are Bowers. There you go. (laughs) See, you know, I was just thinking about this, how all these, you know, like the Bush political dynasty is dead, right? It's just dead. I guarantee you they're going to change that name. It won't be Bushes anymore. It will be like the Johnsons or the the McGullies or something (laughs) like that, right? But but what you're talking about, Susan, is something that I've really felt is like the whole story of Mayor Rothschild sounds like just a bunch of Paul Bunyan BS that they just made this mystical, mythical uh, like uh, entity, that historical figure that just somehow was smarter and worked harder. It is, you know, and this is like the same thing they did with Mark Zuckerberg, same thing they did with Bill Gates, same thing they did with Elon Musk, same thing they did with uh, Jeff Bezos. It's like none of these stories are ever what they say they are. They're always like just connected rich kids who may be super smart, but are positioned and given mm-hmm. ideas to run with. And then they just run with. They're just like they're just like managers. That's all they are. They're just managing projects and trying not to F it up. And like now we see Mark Zuckerberg is seriously crashing and burning. Uh, but they'll get him out. They'll put somebody else in, and that's just what happens. This is the story. There's no way Mayor Mayor Rothschild was like four weeks old when he took over the bank. He was the first <laughs> uh, first newborn baby to run a, a national bank. It's just like they just make up these stories about them when in reality it's just these are long bloodlines that mm-hmm. just position they just figure out which one of the next generation is the smartest right they're like okay you're the smart one you're the theatrical one get out of here do your theater whatever you want to do well we're gonna he's the smartest one we're gonna traumatize him through all this occult ritual shit so we harden him up and turn him into a psychopath that will just do whatever we ask him to do and he'll just pass it on to the next generation the next generation next and that's just how it goes but like look how easy it is to change kind of history i mean Mark Chubb fucking changed the name to Metaverse. No yeah. one's going to call it Facebook no more. Yeah, I mean, after I a do, while, no, but, old. Yeah, but after a while, it's just going to be Metaverse. Everyone's going to be Metaverse. Rebrand it, rebrand it, just rebrand like, yeah, it. Just like the Rothschilds, just rebrand it. Yeah. Change the name. Yeah. They'll forget They'll, they'll forget the whole story. They're going to do it with the Clintons. They're going to do it with uh, I Obamas. Mean, the, the Obamas technically true. are just another, just a branch of the Bushes. I mean, correct. That's all they are, dude. They just rebrand, and we'll have another person come through. I mean, half of Hollywood are just insane rich kids, right? That they just manipulate. They change their last names so you don't know that. I mean, like Tom Hanks, Ellen DeGeneres are 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 all supposedly Rockefellers. Nobody knows that because their last names are totally different. So that's what they do. They position. They figure out what the these offsprings are good at, and they plug them in to where they go. You're good at business. I mean, like look at the Krolls, man. I mean, 
Nick Kroll is like a five-tool player of comedy, dude. Like he can do it all. He's super funny on stage. He's a he's got like that Kroll show early stuff is. I don't like his animation. I think it's it's like dog crap right now. But like, but what they're trying to get across. But this that's his job. His brother, his father. They they're in uh you know privatizing intelligence, but. Kroll is a five-tool player. He just happens to be, like, super talented. And he's part of that Georgetown Jesuit group. That kind of blew him. John Mulaney. Uh, and then there was uh, Mike, Mike Rabiglia. They're, they're all part of Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, what's her name? Um, Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, Chelsea, well, I forget what her name. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea. She's come, oh, sorry. She comes from a long line of elite. Peretti, Peretti. Peretti Chelsea Peretti comes from a long line of uh, her family's old Italian money. So these these are the generations of these these, and then you get just Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, dude, mega like, money, yeah. like not just mega money, like insane billionaire like they're like rich for billionaires money and like they just you're a theater kid you get plugged in you start doing all that stuff so it's super duper interesting so let's get back to uh where do you want to go next to back to jesus right you had some stuff about the idea of jesus dying on the cross and conceived by mary or all that stuff right Yes, and now we're talking about the, the Rothschilds. They understood that um, uh, Jesus' throne on earth was the British monarchy. Um, so they had to figure out how do we get it, how do we control that uh, the British monarchy and how do we get into this Jesus bloodline? Because if we can get in, if we can acquire the Jesus bloodline, we can rule the world. And they had another problem, and that was that uh, the Vatican um, was the sort of the temporal authority on earth, even though it was somewhat illegitimate. So uh, during the Napoleonic Wars, um, which they uh, they financed Napoleon, and they were able to kind of manipulate all sides of the war through their intelligence networks, um, they pitted Napoleon against um, uh, Great Britain, uh, the Holy Roman Empire, which fell and later became Germany, uh, and the Vatican. Um, in the process, they placed the Vatican in their debt, were able to seize yeah. control like political control of the Vatican. Um, they were able to um, uh, crash the British stock market um, uh, through their uh, uh, efforts, their campaigns against Great Britain. Once they crashed the stock market, they came in and they bought all the, all, all the uh, stocks up. Um, and with the royal family now bankrupt, they, um, they purchased breeding rights into the British royal family. And that, that, that's the essence of Victoria's secret. From Queen Victoria onward, um, the Rothschilds began to breed. <laughs> and what up? You can Whoa. buy your way in there? Oh, dude, did you just hear that? That's yeah. Victoria's secret. That's crazy. How much was the bid, though? <laughs> I still want to know how much it cost <laughs> to get gonna, in there. What are you, you going to put in an order? Yeah. I want to. I want to. Like, how, like, what are we talking about? You just tell someone, like, hey, I want to be part of you the. You can fucking- maybe get like a third cousin. You know. Yeah. What, dude? Nah, how how much do you think it costs to become a royal? <laughs> it's not. It's not getting a star on Hollywood Boulevard that costs you five grand. But even though the royal family, like, there's talk about how they're not the natural. Uh, lineage of royals that they're actually a German family that was inserted into the royals. And you remember there was that short time where that guy from New Zealand was like, I'm the heir 
to the actual and like that went nowhere. Everyone's like, "Come on, is it weird?" I'm gonna be quiet because I keep cutting you off, and everyone's gonna lose. I know they're losing it right now. Shut up, Sam. Let her go. So uh, they were breeding rights into their uh, again. I think they took out the, uh, the, 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 if according to what Susan's saying is correct, uh, they took out Jesus lineage and they put these Germans in there that represent a totally a fake uh, royal family, that it's not the real, the real royals. I, it's it's pretty close to that. They, I mean, there there are questions whether Victoria was was legitimate. But Victoria, before she married um, Prince Albert, she uh, had a, a an affair with I think the name was George of Cumberland, who may have had a Jesus bloodline. And so through that um, breeding, um, the, the Rothschilds were able to retain the Jesus lineage. So they had the heir, you know, the heir and a spare. And then through Queen Victoria, they um, uh, they they kind of the Rothschild men bred themselves with her and she was reportedly raped by the Rothschild men and then her children were then bred into the royal families throughout Europe who had this Jesus lineage um, and then once they were able to get into those families they then began to kind of kill their competition so they would kind of um, make sure that only the Rothschilds held, held this uh, Jesus bloodline and there are some today I think like uh, David Rothschild might be one of them um, a banker who I, if I read correctly um, plundered that the, the pension funds of his colleagues um, that he uh, claims to have a, a Rothschild bloodline or he's or not Rothschild but a Jesus bloodline and there's another Rothschild um, also by the name of David who's an environmentalist who tries to bear the you know the, the appearance of, of Jesus to kind of to signal that they are the true ruling family that's so fun but, well, Dave, one of David's <laughs> always David. on Twitter like this David Rothschild's always on Twitter just talking smack to everybody. You're like, what, dude? What? <laughs> yeah, man, I, I've heard this too. It's kind of crazy. So what what proof do we have that there's a Jesus bloodline? That's a good question. Um, Thank you. We have... We have the, uh, of course, the, the Holy Grail. Um, we have, um, I, I guess there there is the... Uh, um, the, a group called the Priority of, of Scion, I hope I'm not mispronouncing that, um, that has retained the, the secrets. Um, and um, you have some of the, the living heirs and de descendants um, who, who have retained uh, the, sec the secret history. Some of them you know, trace back to the, to the Gnostics. Um, and there are you know, these royal families that, who still exist who, who have you know, maintained the, the records. Of this, but I th I think you can see that this is a very kind of crucial aspect because um, if you listen to them talk, they will always say that they will attack the, the divine right to rule, and they follow biblical prophecy to the T. Like they they are making this happen. Like they have to show that they have God's blessing and that the world is unfolding exactly as, as it should. Um, and they have done everything that, like, if, if there were Jesus' bloodline uh, and they usurped it, they are doing everything they can to claim that for themselves. So, for example, uh, after World War II, um, the Rothschilds were offered uh, a plot of land in Africa you know, to build their Zion, to build, you know, their, their uh, country for the Jews. They wanted Israel, you know, the, which was the, the, um, David's kingdom. Um, and so you can kind of see, you know, 
what you know through their, their own history and, and their own uh, explanations that that there is this uh, Jesus bloodline, um, and I think also they they are trying to kind of reinterpret it or reimagine it in such a way that they can um, trace that original bloodline, not to the royal families of Europe, who they've exterminated in many cases, but to China. And so the the way that they've done that is that um, uh, they have tried to claim that um, the Chinese, China, of course, is a much older civilization than Europe. They they are trying to claim that um, the Chinese emperors descended from uh, Noah. And so you have from there the new Noahide traditions uh, that are based in kind of rooted in Confucianism. Um, they, they claim that um, they're uh, both Confucius and the Chinese emperors um, anticipated Jesus. They, um, and, and, and by anticipating him, um, they had God's message. Like they were able to not only receive God's message, but then project it onward um, as, as David um, did. So they're trying to kind of assume those biblical characteristics. Um, but the truth of the matter is that there is a, uh, um, a Noahide or, or a Noah uh, lineage that traces to France um, with, through the original Franks. So the royal, the, um, royal families of, of France um, in many cases had this um, Noahide or Noah uh, tradition. So they were the true descendants of Noah. But you can see by the fact that they are trying so hard to make these connections that will reinforce this notion that um, there is a divine right to rule. They have it, but they're through kind of a twist of the phrase, reinterpretation, reimagining, they're trying to confer that um, divine authority onto themselves. So it's kind of done through legal trickery and uh, rhetorical trickery. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's kind mm-hmm. of crazy. So, you know, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the Pissar family? What is it called? The Pissar family. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a very dangerous conversation to have. We've talked about mm-hmm. them before, and all the tech companies kind of shut us down. But, you know, the, there's a belief that the Pissar families are uh, direct descendants of French nobility. And that, um, that I forget what his name is, the one that they, they had uh, escaped from. Once uh, there was a revolution and, and basically they killed the, the, the French royals. He, David, I believe was his name, was able to get out. They, basically, they, they, the Jesuits or no, the Freemasons were, had him under house arrest and they basically <laughs> snuck him out and replaced him with his special needs brother, which seems very crude. Uh, so they, and they got him out and they got him to England. So he got, he was under the uh, protection, I believe King James, King David or King James. And he sent him to uh, America and they, he gave him like, you know, uh, all these acres and all this money. And he basically controlled everything. So there is a, a notion of that. The, the, the French nobility is as well, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And Correct. You, know, you're, you, you know, your past shows, you've explained that like the, the nobility is a connection to God and uh, his, which is so interesting, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, just the, the the marketing that they've done to kind of make the royals look stupid, right? I mean, like yeah. they're just all crazy people right now. And Queen Elizabeth seems like a lizard. Like Prince person. Andrew, 
I don't sweat type of shit. Yeah. Like it's they're they're making them just look crazy. The new ones, it's the, true. Yeah, I mean they're, <laughs> I mean they're they're they helping, they're helping a lot. <laughs> yeah, oh well, I mean, yeah, because they are crazy and like they don't really yeah. seem a. You think they were always like that? You think before they were crazy as well? Just well, wasn't yeah. I mean, history's much? littered with insane royals. I mean, yeah. It, it goes back. It's you know as long as they've been inbreeding, which is pretty much forever. If you if you, there's a book I own that breaks down just the history of the Jesuits and like all the assassinations they've done, how many royals they took out is unbelievable. Like. It's like, you know how, like, for a while there was, like, all these rappers just getting off left and right? That's how it was with royals. They were just clipping these royals left and right, left and right, getting rid of these these bloodline people. Dude, it is crazy. Well, and then what was, like, I mean, the, the Pope, remember when the Pope made, like, one of the King Henry's go just kneel, go all the way to where he was and kneel mm -hmm. in the snow in front of him? Do you remember? Do you know the story? No, I don't know the story. Mm -hmm. King Henry did something to piss the church off, and they made him come all the way to wherever. I, I don't think it was the mm -hmm. Vatican. I think he was in Holy Roman Empire, maybe. But uh, And he had, it was like snowing, and he had to kneel in the snow before the Pope and like kiss his hand for forgiveness. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, so crazy, right? You had mentioned they got brothers and sisters killing each other. Like uh, the older brother would go, the younger brother kills the older brother, so he becomes the older brother, and then he becomes the king of the throne. It was King Henry IV, mm -hmm. uh, knelt before Pope Gregory VII. Uh, and Pope, the Pope revoked his excommunication uh, for, for, oh, he's for doing that. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome yeah. back. Um, uh, so before we get into what's happening today, because uh, that's a big thing, you had mentioned something earlier about Germany being something that was very special back in the day, and then they kind of flipped it and renamed it Germany. Can Do you remember what you mentioned before? There used to be some kind of Christian country or something like that did you say something about was, that yes before a world war um i guess before the world wars um before the napoleon or be, uh, before the napoleonic wars it was called the holy roman empire and so um this was um uh, a kingdom that was run by uh, christian rulers um and then it was um overthrown uh during the um uh, Napoleonic Wars when um the, uh, the Rothschilds provided them advice um put them in, into debt through war that they were managing. And then through those uh, wars, they, they overthrew them and, and planted their own people. So, so this was before the Vatican or uh, I, I guess this was concurrent with the Vatican. I mean, there, I mean, I think that the Vatican has wanted to appoint um, uh, Christian rulers, but there are also these different, you know, some some rulers were, uh, were were Christian, others were directly answerable to the Vatican. Um, but you're looking at more of a, of a Christian, um, uh, I guess it was essentially a Christian nation. Um, Constantine did ultimately convert to Christianity, um, and they, they tried to kind of live the spirit of the law. So there are other religions. Do you have any thoughts on the Persian Empire and their role in anything? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it's very interesting uh, that the um, Garden of Eden originated in Persia uh, in an area called Tabriz. And so I've always wondered whether um, the elites have, have wanted to bring about their Armageddon by um, dropping nuclear bombs on Persia. Because that was really Whoa. like the you know the, the foundation for um, for the, the Bible and the families that arose from it to create you know God's kingdom on earth. We've had uh, past guest Santos Bonacci on that says like 
the Persian Empire still has some strings in being pulled in the Vatican, and the Vatican really mm-hmm. doesn't like that. They they want to lock, they want to cut ties, and that's a big part of why we're seeing this kind of uh, war against uh, Iran and this war against Russia, because what Russia represents, whether you want to believe in Tataria or not, I, I, I believe there could be something to that, and what they represent, it's just so much deeper than anybody even knows. That's all I know. Right. Like It's so much deeper. It is so much deeper. And um, Russia was the original Christian kingdom. And they, they wanted to establish um, the third Rome, like, a, a, you know, to transform Russia into a Christian center uh, where Jews and Christians and, and the, the Abrahamic face could, um, could pray to, to their God um, and, and have their, their uh, traditional religions honored. They wanted to create a godly society. And also what a lot of people don't realize is that Russia has, has been our ally for, you know, throughout history. Um, um, when the Rothschilds, these different bankers and foreign interests were trying to break us up during the Civil War, uh, they blocked it. Um, they have uh, provided support for the background because they've always supported, you know, Christian nations. And they've supported, you know, freedom. They, they wouldn't, um, we liberated our slaves after uh, the Civil War. Um, the Russian uh, czars were saying that they wanted to liberate their serfs. They want, you know, they wanted no part of, of the enslavement of mankind. So there is that, that Christian uh, element to that. And um, I think since the, um, the Russians expelled their Bolsheviks, I think um, uh, that the elites sort of have a grudge against Russia that they want to kind of exact some type of vengeance on them and you know, maybe reclaim their empire. Yeah, uh, you bring up the Bolshevik Revolution. I, I just did a, a union on the unwanted, and it was uh, a discussion between statist and anarchist and like having the whole conversation and this one guy is very uh very very uh great content creator on uh rockfin just couldn't come to grips in my humble opinion we were having a conversation he just didn't understand where i was coming from maybe he'd never heard it and that's fine but it was just about you know like they're doing the bolshevik revolution in the United States right now. That mm-hmm. is, that's Correct. what's going on. And, you know, I personally think, regardless of whether I, 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 I agree with everything that's happening right now, but I personally believe that people are waking up to this, that people are waking up to this ESG, a.k.a. cultural Marxism that was used to destroy Russia. They, you know, again, you couldn't go into Russia with an army and defeat Russia. It's too big. It's too vast. They're too proud of people. They're not going to allow you to have it. So you do these, you know, we've seen it World War II. We've seen it uh, Afghanistan war. We see what they're doing in Ukraine right now, which is trying to prolong these wars to weaken the Russian, uh, the Russian country and the empire. And I, what's the end game there? What's the end game? Yeah. Is is an attempt to just uh, completely demoralize the country? No, but but to what end though? To what? I mean, Russia's kind of in a weakened state for a while now, especially economically. What what what's? I the, mean, dude, according to everybody, I do, uh, Johnny. I know that, but it's like they're they're selling more oil. The embargoes hasn't hurt uh, Russia; it's hurt us. Is their, it the oil? Is that their what dollars about? up. I mean, their dollar because they backed it by gold. Everywhere. I mean, it just seems like. 
It's. I mean, like it's. But not for the people of Russia. Yeah, the people. Are, the people of so. Russia. They don't got Nike. They don't got McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. They don't got they shit. They got rid of McDonald's, Pornhub, yeah. Facebook. Everything. Sounds great. They're probably yeah. a, a, a elevating on a higher level of a higher frequency. <laughs> I'm just. It's not going the way they thought it would. And what? And it, this goes back to everything Susan's talking about, which is that they are breaking away from this. Uh, what Charlie Robinson's book is called the octopus of control of the uh, of the banking cabal, which is just a front for the you know the the uh, the the these elites, and it's like it goes back to um, you know Vanguard, how like Vanguard doesn't tell you who their uh, their their biggest shareholders are because it would be Rockefeller, Rockefellers, Rothschild. Mm-hmm. All the, the all the you know the boogeymen. So they don't tell. It's like every other company has to tell you who it is not not Vanguard because they play above it, man. And you're seeing this guy. You know, for whatever Putin is, and I'm not saying he's a good guy in any way. You know, he he did that Cheshian theater false flag, and he had to get uh, permission from uh, Boris Yeltsin, who had to get permission from the Clintons to kind of, you know, make a move to become the guy. But, you know, we've seen before where it's like, they just like, I'm a real boy, right? They have this moment where they don't want to be a puppet anymore and they want to be real people. So we're seeing interesting times right now, right? And this conversation, oh, Cliff High is the guy that has been talking about Russia and I mean, China and what they are, that this has been going on for a very long time. You know, just like Susan's talking about, Cliff High's been talking about how Russia has been working with very dark, ent- I mean, excuse me, China's been working with very mm-hmm. dark entities for a very long time. Now we're getting mm-hmm. to the spiritual war stuff. And yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's like all the pieces start to really click. So now we get into this kind of like governments around the world, including the United States and these corporations and all this stuff. What are your thoughts on, uh, on what's happening right now? Their connections to the Vatican's, the global elites, the Rothschilds and all that stuff. Cause we are seeing in full time, a cultural war that I think slowly it, people are waking up that the, the outside influences are, are, I mean, what we've seen since 2016 is the DNC taking giant L's and having to cause these riots and these, 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 uh, Protest. these protests <laughs> through these like politically correct groups. And I think people are waking up to it more and more and more. What's your thought, Susan? I, I think you're absolutely right. That was very, very astute of you. Um, I think people are waking up, and I think the fact is that a lot of people know that the system is entirely illegitimate, and, and I think that it only has as much power as we give it. Um, in uh, 2015, the Rothschilds' uh, 200-year contract with, with the Crown expired. So I think a lot of their power is beginning to slip away. Um, Israel, which is one of their base, base of Rothschild power, um, I believe is illegitimate. Um, from what I understand, it was um, uh, the terms of its establishment were that it was meant to be a uh, um, govern under a Jewish temple, but instead they, they put it under a um, Rothschild Knesset. 
So now we're having problems with, within Israel. Um, and there are some uh, arguments that maybe the, the war in Ukraine is uh, based upon uh, the Rothschild's efforts to establish a new Israel, since uh, Ukraine is the historical homeland of the Kazarians. So there are a lot of different things happening, and I think you're you're, you're seeing, you know, as, as you said, that, that people are growing aware of, of the, the structures that they've created, uh, the abuses, and that that these elites are, are trying to kind of um, follow these the patterns that they've they've employed for, for centuries, you know, revolutions and, and divide and conquer strategies um, to you know demoralize the populations and extract the wealth and you know create this two-tiered society with the elites owning everything and, and the people having you know, very limited power and, and few resources. But I think people are waking up to this and I think um, they're losing a lot of power and influence. I, I completely agree. I mean, like they're, I mean, and they just keep running the same plays over and over and over and over and over they again. They do. They're very transparent. And it's like so interesting. And like, thank God for ESG or at least the term. So now we can talk about it without being called mm -hmm. anti-Semitic all the time. But yeah, mm -hmm. man, I mean, there's one name that is consistent through all parts of the uh, World War One, World War Two, the formation of Israel. We've seen it happen before. Why does Israel? Why did it like up until recently not recognize the Armenian genocide? There's a lot of discussions about that, and you know, I mean, if you really want to get people to fight for you, uh, get them to believe it's a holy war. And you just have these super duper fanatics on both sides fighting over these things. And it's a great way to do the bidding of the elites. And they're just manipulating everybody. And that's what it really is, is manipulation. <laughs> just like they manipulated us. And man, it's all about manifesting, getting people to manifest that we beg there the we elites to do what they want us want to do. So they get us by emotional trauma, heighten our anxiety, and then they ask for this ridiculous stuff, and we're like, whatever, just make it stop. And I mean, <laughs> that's just what happens, man. That's just what happens, and that's just the way it works, and you just see it happening right now in the United States. And, you know, all this stuff going on with this cultural wars, the you know, the left has had a, a, real, uh, a real powerful run for a while, but, you know, They've allowed uh, agent provocateurs to become their loudest voices and hijack their movements and br bring them into a clown world, a uh, bizarro town, asking for stupid things that most people just don't want. And it's just, it's like, we, it does not, nobody, like, I go around the country, mo most people don't give a shit about gay marriage. They're like, get married, have fun, do whatever you want. That's, that's your thing. It's not my thing. It's your thing. Do what you want. But it's like, now you keep going even farther into this the drag queen story hour, you know, being okay with children, be, uh, at gay pride parades. Now, again, I have a problem. I don't have a problem with gay pride parades. I have a problem with people bringing their kids there. These super woke idiots who just are like, it's just stupid. Now, I, I saw that thing you tweeted with the Boy Scouts of America walking like, into the pride parade. What are we doing here? Like, why is that okay? And then what do the Boy Scouts represent? You know, if you look at the formation of the Nazis in in Europe, it was it was the Germany's 
version of the Boy Scouts called the German version is the Wandering Wind, they were called. And they were just guys <laughs> that had been traumatized, molested, and raped by uh, older men that grew up and created this like nationalist socialist organization that, and you know, now even the term Nazi, it's like, how can you? I mean, like, I've had people going, dude, they're just different Nazis. It's like, what? <laughs> what? And like that that's what they go, but that's that's the whole thing here. But this everything's is, confused. Like BLM. They're B, doing BLM that was on purpose. great. When BLM started, we were like, Oh yeah, BLM and then it became what? They don't want Antifa, no one even backs it up that's no it. more. Even the black people, even then they're like, dude, we can't. Well, yeah, I mean that's why it's getting harder and harder to kickstart chaos. And listen, they don't want a civil war like the the left, there's not enough of them. To have a civil war, but that's kind of how they want to bring in the UN and all that stuff. But it's super interesting, man. It's it just, is. Just watch it all happen right here in real time. But now we have the internet and we have a permanent, permanent, uh, just uh, record of all the bullshit they're pulling. I mean, you guys got to see that this stuff that they're doing. Like, we what did we talk about? The Supreme Court didn't cuff a day. What did, I, what did we talk you about? You were talking about codification of something. Codification. Sure because they do, the Democrats don't want that to become a law because oh, yeah, then yeah, they yeah. lose that that ability to incite the left to go crazy. And it's just like, here we are coming into this, this second, uh, coming into midterms, and it looks like it's going to be a slaughter. But here's what I'm going to tell you. It doesn't mean anything's going to ever get done. I mean, we've had we've had tons of presidents who have everything, the the House, the, you know, the White House, everything on their side. They still don't get done because it's not meant to ever get done. It's meant to be gridlocked from the start. So if you guys think getting all these Republicans in, suddenly everything's going to work out. I mean, it's not going to happen. But just it, 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 they know who who yeah. they want in there. Yeah, that's just my opinion. That thing with Roe, by the way, was we were looking at. Uh, yeah, tell us. There was an thing. LA Times op op-ed, or maybe it's one of the, their editorial guys, uh, and he was writing about how when Roe was decided, Republicans and Democrats agreed at the time it was not a partisan issue that it that, it sh that it should be mm -hmm. uh, you know mm -hmm. something that's left between a woman and her, her physician, and immediately after that, the successful to that point, you know, and, and increasingly successful abortion rights movement which was moving to get legislation passed to get things codified like you're saying completely went into the shadows and then this new movement this pro-life movement was was really activated and that just gave us you know what four decades now of partisan bickering about that issue which i think is exactly what they wanted uh if yeah. if, if, there, if it wasn't for roe which was probably badly decided it and if, if they hadn't have done that by now it's, it's likely that in many places, there would just be legislation, you know. Well, isn't there some story like, about that Roe's whole story wasn't even authentic? Like, I, I, it wasn't even, like, 100% accurate. So, uh, it, like, that is built on some craziness right there. But that's all done purposely, man. Like, like I wouldn't doubt part of this Ukraine stuff is just money laundering to get the DNC some money to so they could try to run ads to try to compete in November. I mean, but... It's, but it's always about money. Like those companies giving a, uh, they'll pay for your transportation to get an abortion. Yeah, it's because they don't want to pay for maternity leave. What's cheaper? That's what they say. But it's also no. it's all ESG stuff. They gotta do that. So they go look at BlackRock. We played the. Yeah. We're doing this thing. 
But that's all the wake up. But so much of it is just on your computer, just on your television. If you just turn it off, it doesn't yeah. affect you, man. It's kind of crazy. But we're just living in interesting times, man. But it's just like all this stuff is just... I mean, it's got to be exhausting being on the left constantly. Every other week, it's a new march. You know, it's like, oh, I'm marching for the gays. I'm marching for... Uh, you got to be real skinny oh, if, if you want to like... I'm marching for the Ukraine. Oh, God, so marching. So much marching. Dude, you know who's behind all this? Fitbit. They just want you to get your numbers up. That's all. That's what it's all about. So I, I, I am someone, Susan, who believes that we are, we are winning that things are going well i mean like just, dude, they just started we just started winning it was, yeah it was, i mean but we are dude lately. and people are waking up and i must <laughs> tell you something it is like super interesting that this 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 uh, this abortion issue is going right now because i think dude a lot of women they won't be on record to tell you and and even in hollywood are very anti this trans movement into their domain. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a war on, we keep saying it's a war on men. There is a war on men, but there's a war on women too. Yeah. Well, they're not even saying women anymore. They're saying birthing people is one of the, it's the like so ridiculous, dude. I was talking about the other day about how I was TikTok dancing so that Ukrainian gay men could get abortions. Right. You know? So it's just, it's just like, I support all, you know, it's just so stupid. It's just, and you just, you're all my friends who just like every day are just like losing their skulls. They just, it's just constantly being agitated. The other day I was at a restaurant. Some guy goes up to place his order and he's like, oh, can I get this? And then can you order this for my wife? And the guy said, you mean your partner? <laughs> the fuck? Like, why do you care? Like, that's what he calls his wife. And he was in state and like, that's a partner. I'd be like, who what the, what the fuck mean? are you yeah. talking? Yeah, I sat there and he, I look, he looked at me too and he just kind of kept going because it's LA. But he literally said, you mean your partner? Yeah, I mean, like, what an idiot. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's so disrespectful. Yeah. Like, the fuck? That's a woman. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, stupid. <laughs> like, was it like the NBA with governors? Uh, they're not owners, they're governors. And this is just all they're doing. They're trying to get us to, like, have these microaggressions so nobody gets along. But that person who's... Who's like customer service is like grammar checking people. That guy's life is going to be miserable. He does not understand the game of life. Yeah. He doesn't understand it. That's not how you play the game of life. Susan, you came, you saw. Any final thoughts, Susan? It was a great con I always love talking to you. It's a great conversation. Oh, well, I, um, if, if you, I know your audience may be a little skeptical. I, I'd just like to ask you to take a look at the U.S. Supreme Court where there is a statue there with Confucius alongside Moses. Um, and that should tell you that, there, that the highest law in the land is being informed by the Confucian interp interpretation of Mosaic law, um, where they wanted perpetual revolution um, to advance um, an agenda that was uh, begun at the end of World War II to have communist China lead the world, new world order with the United States as a bankrupt welfare state but the entire system is illegitimate um we're, we're seeing that as more truth comes out you'll see that at its foundation and throughout its, its levels there are um a lot of uh frauds and and um lack of lack lack of legitimacy and it's through that lack of legitimacy that we will be able to kind of you know maybe withdraw our support and maybe begin to build this country anew but i, I think it i think this corrupt system is collapsing as more people become aware, aware of what it is 
It's some perpetual thoughts. Perpetual revolution. Confucius perpetual revolution. Susan, you came, you saw, you dropped the hammer of the gods on us. Thank you so much. I enjoyed the conversation. I could talk to you all the time. It was fun. I look forward to our next conversation. One more time. Can you tell them where they can find you? Yes. Again, my website is www.susanbradford.org. All right, man. This has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Guys, Thank you. I want to see you in Costa Mesa. I want to see you. Uh, we got New Jersey coming up. We got Comedy Chaos coming up. And we also have uh, San Francisco. I am working on today finding out about the vaccine passports. So I promise I'll have word for you today. I'm going to make a con- I'm gonna make a call as soon as the show's over. I appreciate you guys. I love you very much. Yeah. Thanks for the support and take care. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. You just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.